You alone, groupie, and you enjoy your run. Back to take it easy, you're shooting a frag gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that finds that run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Welcome to the world that finds that run community. Hey, Matt. Hello. I've not done this for a while. How about I open today's episode with a joke? Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this one's for Laura Blackwell. Right. All right. How did the solicitor finish the marathon despite having a terrible knee injury? I don't know. How did the solicitor finish the marathon despite having a terrible knee injury? Because he had the power of a torn knee. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> power of attorney, power of attorney. Yeah. Jen, Jen Morgan would like that as well. She, she's she's a locker. There you go. Any solicitors listening, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Welcome to Series Eight, Episode Seven of the What the Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob, and I am Matthew. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that came I like from. It. I like it. Well, yeah. Did you hear I'll, it on a, on a commute? Did you hear it? On no, a... <laughs> no. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I was looking up jokes for um, uh, running theme jokes because I wanted to open with a joke. And I read that one and I thought it was really funny, but I never said it out loud. <laughs> and now I've said it. I'm like, attorney doesn't really sound like a torn knee at all, does it? <laughs> <laughs> not with my accent anyway so it was a bit crap but um but we move don't we mate we move um we are well on the way to 100 well on the road to 100 it's uh, episode seven that makes it episode do some maths it means we've got hmm? nine 91 to go so 91 so we're getting there um mm. On the way down, on the way to a mid-season break, we've got two episodes left for a mid-season break. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like how you, I like how you say this now because later on in the show that we've already recorded, yeah. I drop a bollock. Yeah, I know. That's exactly yeah, why I did it. So you just tried throwing me under the bus, aren't you? I did, and you clocked uh, onto it, which I'm a little bit disappointed about. But um, yeah. fine. <laughs> um, apart from you dropping a bollock, mate, why don't you tell everyone what's on the show today? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, obviously usual usual nonsense. How's your week in running? Uh, let's talk about what we've got up to. Uh, we're going to have a bit of an idiot's guide to marathon prep. Uh, obviously, I'm running Yorkshire Marathon. You're doing the 10 miler. Um, and you're an idiot. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was right. you set yourself up perfectly for that. <laughs> an idiot's guide to running a marathon because I'm running a marathon and I'm an idiot. <laughs> We've got an awesome chat with Joe, uh, Joe and Alice. Uh, Alice suffers with a cask uh, gmentation, a rare life-threatening uh, condition. Uh, it's one of the funniest chats we've ever I've ever heard. Um, job, Rob did a great job speaking with them and t- them telling their story. Uh, part room with Ben and Emma. I know you uh, you you ventured off with them this t- week, Rob, so you'll be joining in with that. Uh, and then the roll calls at the end. Oh, and then some thank yous. Don't forget the ooh, oh, thank, I, yous. I, 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 thank yous. Um, which which get more and more interesting now we've thrown Ben and Emma into the mix, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to any of that, though, Matt, you missed one key important point from the agenda. What's that, then? Which I think it is. What's, what's the number one rated segment on this series podcast? <sighs> Jesus. 
Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing number one in this podcast ever. You're number one. You're number one in my heart. And do you know who else you're number one to? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because a son is always number one in a mum's eyes. Yep. However. Yep. She does have another one. Yep. That man, a stat man one. Yep. <laughs> should I just play? Should I just play the clip? Yep. <laughs> hello lads. Hello ladies. Hello Emma. Wink wink. Wobble, wobble. Uh, sorry, that was me just shaking my groin towards you. How are you, everybody? Uh, sorry I'm a bit out of breath. <laughs> Might sound breathy. I'll stop that. No one wants to hear it. I've uh, just uh, boomed Matt's mum's orange with my carrot. Fantastic. Had a good old sesh. I said, lady, got to walk away. Stay there. Keep put. I'll be back. Uh, just here doing a quick review. This week, this... Oh, it's a special one. I've got it here. It is a bottle of Sphinx Africa. Uh, let's have a brief description. Spray this all over your body and wild animals will come to you. Wow. Terms and conditions. There's a small print. I'm going to read it. Some animals will just want to be close to you. Others will want to make love or mate. Uh, spray at your own discretion. So if you spray, you just have to lay there and take it. Well, let's have a go. Uh, spraying it everywhere, especially in the belly button. I love it when a little animal curls up in there, keeps warm. Um, oh, they're coming all I can see them already. I've got badgers out there. I've got otters. I've got sparrows. Wonderful. What a collection. Badgers, I'm going to make sure I send some of this to Jack. I know he likes badger. Um... Well, they are literally lining up out the streets. I can see the ones that want to make. They're doing little dances. So I'm just going to have a quick look at the reviews. Right, at Derek Goes Running. He's five stars. He's put, how can I give this more stars? This is wonderful. I especially love the hairless edition, which brings hairless animals to you. Wow, hairless animals, I love it. Hairless animal rubbing on my gullet. Fantastic, I'll be sure to give that a go. You can get this from any of your local sports directs. They're $99, you have to pay in dollars. There's a discount code of Sphinx Me Quick. Um, that gets you 80% off, you heard it here first. Right, let go, your orange ready, my love. <laughs> oh, juicy. Juicy. We, we, we said boom orange carrot is mentioned quite a lot in this episode because we've mm. already recorded all this. Mm. And you were really into it. You got involved and you laughed. I so did, that yeah. Basi- that was basically you saying that you agree with everything that just happened. No, no, no in hindsight, no. 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 Recording this episode back to front is really not working out well for you so far, it's is it? N- no, it's not. No. You you told me weeks ago you you were gonna pack these in because it's just not beneficial to my mental health. <laughs> Don't say that. What? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to stop now, aren't I? Yeah. Probably not gonna stop. <laughs>
<laughs> because because unfortunately continuing to do it is very very positive for my mental health <laughs> <laughs> it's a doggy dog world <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Uh, you've, you've got a week to recover. Um, let's talk. Let, let's do. Let's do an idiot's guide to marathon prep, then, shall we? You're a week out from the marathon. We're having a little bit of a chat before the podcast about some of our um, rituals, techniques, mm. um, plans, efforts before a marathon. It'd be good to get people involved in this one. So I'd yeah. love it if, uh, if when you're listening, guys, if you go out on the old social medias or even just on the WhatsApp group for those of you who are in it. Uh, let us know what your pre-marathon uh, uh, rituals are, what the week and the day of the day before, the week before, the morning of the marathon looks like to you. How about you, Matty Taylor? What's 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 probably a, the first thing that enters your marathon prep mindset? Uh, uh, it's got to be taper, isn't it? Taper weeks first. You, you start reducing your mileage and stuff like that, and that's where yeah. it all start, all begins. Well, let's, well, let's, <laughs> I'd really like understanding what you've been doing for the last three weeks. I'd love to hear what your understanding of the word tapering is. I, I told, said it last week, no, or the week before, so tapers like when you reduce your mileage to, uh, to get your body uh, ready for the, for the big day. Um, mm. uh, reduce your mileage to what, is it about a quarter, three quarters and then half or whatever it is. And then, yeah. Matt, Matt, what? three quarters of 26.2 is not zero. It's yeah, it's it's not, but it's, anyway, okay. that, we, we've discussed this. We've discussed it. So, so step one, so hint, hint, and tip one for the week before yeah. a marathon, according to you, is just stop running. Not, not quite. No, don't, mm. don't listen. Like, like, it's an idiot's guide, isn't it? I'm mm. giving you this guide, so that's mm. that's what yeah. not to do. Don't yeah. stop running. But, yeah. but run a bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, good. Absolutely. Right, this is going. It's like it's like it's like it's like we're just reading an article straight from Runner's World, isn't it? Right. I've got I've got another tip. Right, go on. You, you need to trim down your your long and curlies. Your pubes. No, your, your toenails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where you're going with that, Rob. But <laughs> I, I, I'd like make you more aerodynamic. <laughs> No, they don't don't do it the day before. I, I did mine. I think it was yesterday. Scratchy. Uh, if you do it, if you yeah, if you do it the day before, yeah, you can get so if you go down too too uh, too close to the bone. <laughs> Are we talking about toenails or pubes now? We're, we're talking about toenails. All right, I was still talking about pubes. I was like, you did yours yesterday, did you? That's quite personal, but continue. I feel like we've got this level of friendship between us. I think you should maybe trim your pubes. Uh, well. Well, I don't know what benefit it'll have, but... Aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, from how, how's, how, how is it aerodynamic? I think Jack, Jack <laughs> shaves his legs, naked. doesn't he? Doesn't Jack shave his legs? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if he's started growing hair on his legs yet, to be completely I, I, honest. I do have a fresh trim, though, in, in the hairy, <laughs> in the northern parts. The northern parts, yes. The yes. armpits, obviously. That, this is just going, This is just ridiculous. <laughs> mm. okay, yeah. so so you have, so in the week before yes taper reduce yes. running mm-hmm. so some extent we don't know mm-hmm. 
but to some extent. Uh, trim your pubes and your no. toenails. Yeah. Yes. Trim your pubes okay. and your toenails. Okay. Fingernails, optional. Mm. Fingernails, optional. Uh, yes. And get get a fresh haircut. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's my go-to. Yeah, that'll make you aerodynamic, plus it just makes you feel a million bucks. It certainly does. So that, what about sports massage? Uh, I had one of them a few weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes some people like to have them before. Some people like to save it for after the race. Mm-hmm. Um, or or if, if you're flush, why not have both? Oh, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right, so we've got our week before sorted. And mm-hmm. you pick, when do you pick out your kit, Matt? Is that chosen way in advance or is it, it, a it, thing? it has been chosen yeah we uh we were going to run his, in his uh far leg top we're going to save that until afterwards uh we're going club colors club vests uh we've had a discussion me and me and uh jp uh we're going full club vest i think oh you're not in a running mm. club i used to be but yeah i'm i'm, I'm donning the uh donning the black vest so uh, you're not you're not in the running club yeah but you can still wear the colors i don't think you can you can't, you aren't. It's got my name on front. People can shout my name and stuff, so it's, I it's allowed. I, I don't know, mate. It seems a bit weird to me. You're allowed to. Mm. I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. I, 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 I don't think anyone's, I don't think gonna, like, the police are going to get you or nothing, but it is a bit weird. It's not. It's like wearing a replica football match, uh, football shirt to a football match. It's not that at all, but anyway. Uh, okay, so you pick, you pick your kit out. Yeah, pick it out. I'd, I'd say get where pick that out way in advance. Make sure you've worn it before. Mm. Uh, make sure it's comfortable. Make sure you're going to be uh, not getting any much chafing and stuff from it. Um, oh yes, we'll get uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll revisit chafing in a moment, won't we? <laughs> so yeah, that's all picked out and, and ready to go. Uh, make sure you've got all your gels and everything sorted uh, the week before, and uh, and you're not going to be rushing about on on marathon day. Mm, yes, the last thing you need is to have not. Uh, uh, not not sorted your, your fueling strategy out, and of course you need to be using using gels that you've been practicing using on the long runs. Don't yeah. don't be going. Oh, I've not trained with gels, but all of a sudden I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna just have a gel every six miles because that is a surefire way to shit yourself on the course. Hundred <laughs> <Yeah>, percent. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm tight. And uh, have you got them gels still? That you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some gels for you. Man, don't worry. I think they're out of date, but you'll be fine. Yeah. But- <laughs> Exactly. And luckily, to do. luckily, I, I'm stocking up while we're on this 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 uh, race as well because uh, it's, it's high <laughs> five gels. Yeah, 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 Matt, Matt, Matt is the only person who comes out away from marathon in profit. Tell everybody <laughs> what you do when you go round a marathon, particularly the checkpoints. <laughs> It's, it's like it's like um, the villains off of Home Alone, isn't it? <laughs> the sticky bandits. <laughs> the sticky. You are a stick. You and JP are the sticky bandits. <laughs> like that, that. You could be the sticky bandits, couldn't you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> good. So yeah, basically, if you didn't get that, what Matt does is he takes his own gel for fueling, which he normally steals from me, and then he spends the rest of that time going around each aid station and stealing gels and filling his pockets <laughs> so that he comes out with upwards of like 10 gels at the end of the race. Up there for thinking, down there for running, son. <laughs> down down there for filling your shorts with gels. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, very good. So this is the week before. So now we're getting, it's getting near, we're entering the Thunderdome. It's getting, mm. it's the night before now, Matt. Yeah. What, what are you doing now? 
What, what, what's we, your strategy the night before? What will not, we be doing? We're not drinking. Oh, we are drinking. We are drinking. But the right answer is I'm not drinking, but we will be no, drinking. No, no, no. Stop. Okay. We, okay. We won't be drinking. We're not drinking. We are drinking. This is... this is No booze. Night. No, no booze. Okay, yeah. yeah. So don't don't have a drink. Don't have a drink. Yeah. Fine. Good. Yeah. What are you doing? What else are you doing? What are you eating, Matt? Probably pizza. <laughs> pizza? <laughs> not a spicy pizza, though. Not no. a spicy pizza. Just some, you know, not the too second, spicy. The second yeah. surefire way to shit yourself on the court. <laughs> a, a pizza or, or a, if, if you're out in a, in a nice city, maybe go to a restaurant, have a bit of pasta or except, a spag ball. Except, or... except we're not going to be out in a nice city. We're going to be at my house. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so yes. pizza or pasta, carb-heavy meal, load yeah. it up. And then what, get an early night? We probably should, but JP's over, so yeah, might, that might not happen. We'll be watching match of the day and then playing computer <laughs> games, won't we? Um, <laughs> like, like, like men much younger than our than our years, um, with with much mm. less responsibilities. So that's the night before. Yes. You gonna do a flat lay? Standard flat lay. Got to do a flat yeah, lay, haven't standard you? Flat lay, yeah. I've got one for you. Mm-hmm. This, is an, this is an important one that you guys should note down. Because if missed, it can cause absolute panic the next day. Make sure you put your watch on charge. Yes. That, oh, I love it. This is an idiot's guide, though. You shouldn't be telling him stuff like that. Shove your watch up your bum and don't put it on charge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is, that is a big air. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Even, 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 if it looks, even if it looks full battery, stick mm-hmm. it on charge anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I know we're in an energy crisis, but it's worth it, I promise. Mm-hmm. So, mm. right, so watch is on that's, charge. That's probably, the, that's probably the only vital bit of information you're not going to take yeah. from this conversation. Yeah, if you're going to take anything, yeah, that, that, and, that and don't steal energy gels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt running around with a carrier bag. What are you doing, sir? I'm just lo- loaded up for the next mile. Um, <laughs> right, so it's the morning off. Are you setting your alarm nice and early? Uh, it will be, yeah. This 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 time it depends where you are, doesn't it? If you've got if you've got to travel, uh, how far you've got to travel, if you're t- staying in the city that you're running in, all that sort of stuff, you've got to take that into account. So yeah, yeah, uh, nice early alarm for us. So we should be taking the early night seriously, but we're probably not. And what are you um, doing? What's the first thing you're doing when you wake up, Matt? I'm going for a poo, obviously. Definitely going for a poo. <laughs> Definitely going for a poo. Do you know what? My, my, you know what my advice would be: mm. get up early. First thing, black coffee. Oh, Strong right. black coffee. First thing. I mean, you've got to get, there's a window here because if you drink the coffee too late and you don't give it enough time to do its work before you've got to leave the house, then that's step three to shitting yourself on the course, right? We've we've got an hour's car driver though as well, so. Well, pooing yourself in the car is better than pooing yourself on the course, let's be honest. But get up early enough. You've got to give yourself a good hour, get that black coffee down, yeah, and then just go and sit on the toilet. What if you've that's not been part of your training plan? What having a black coffee and going to the toilet? A, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure people know how to go to the toilet, Matt. I don't know if that's something you got to train for. No, but you generally, if you try something new on marathon day, what pooing? No, black coffee. If you're not used to drinking black coffee. All right, drink white coffee. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> it is that you know will make you your bowels move, do it, mm. and then. And here's here's my here's, here's my <laughs> sound medical advice. I can hear David Chung just crying uh, while he's listening to this. 
As soon as the poo comes out, Imodium. <laughs> just, just, just bung up the entrance. Once it's out, just, just no, no more room at the inn. Baby mm. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Imodium. Mm. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's probably not going to like this either because I, I generally have a couple of uh, ibuprofen. Bru- 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 <laughs> <laughs> you have what? Is that like the, <laughs> the crap own brand version you get from Eastern Europe? Ibuprofen. Yeah. <laughs> Some painkillers, anti-inflammatories. <laughs> You're definitely gonna poo yourself on the court. Um, ibuprofen. No, I can't say ibuprofen. That's Fucking the hell. one. Ibuprofen is definitely an explicit warning going on this episode this week. Um, ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know I've, what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Maybe. Bit a bit, a, don't know if it's had, a bit of a placebo or what, but I, I, I seem to do it every marathon. Should, I don't do it for shorter races, races, but yeah. No stretch that'd be my but that's good advice i won't do mm. it but stretch mm. get up that morning and have a good stretch good 15 20 minute little touch of your toes and stretching mm. out and stuff get your muscles all loosey-goosey yeah like, like i say it's, this is an idiot's guy so take no notice is what we were saying are you, bre- are you having breakfast yeah generally some weetabix or something or porridge or something like that mm. uh maybe a banana on the way i mean that's the first banana i've eaten in like three months but he looks good yeah. in marathon day, doesn't he? What walking around with a banana? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> I know, I know what I'm doing. Sir, 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 the skin is still on the banana. Why are you eating it? Um, how <laughs> oh. the continentals do it. Um, okay, good. So, yeah. right. So let's just summarise the morning off. We've got up. We've had a coffee. We've had a poo. We've had an ibuprofen. We've had a stretch. Mm-hmm. We've had some bananas and Weetabix. Yes. Uh, we popped a couple of ibuprofen to get ourselves loosey goosey. Don't do that, to be fair. Like, mm. unless you are, you actually need it. Don't just take ibuprofen. We're not giving you medical advice. No. To take ibuprofen for the fun of it. Uh, Matt just apparently likes doing that. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I have a, I do have a niggle on my knee as well. So that's that's okay. I okay. mean, I probably shouldn't be fucking running to be honest. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not make it excuses. Right, we've done all that. We've got out the house with our trimmed pubes and nails. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and, and we're on our way to the race, and it's go time, baby. Mm. What, uh, on, onboarding some fluids, when that bottle of Lucas Aid, maybe half an hour before the run. That's what I normally do. Nah, just generally stick to stick to the water. Uh, yeah. Maybe put, have, a, have a gel just just before you set off. Mm. Um, I guess your yeah. Lucas Aid does the same thing, doesn't it? You can yeah. have a Lucas Aid or a gel. Same mm. same premise. <laughs> Get yes. some of those uh, those good uh, sugars and and that energy into your body, a bit of caffeine maybe. Yeah, if 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 I'm on my own, I'll generally stick on my go-to, you know, pump-up song and uh, stick my old the old earphones in, have a have a bit of a side up, ready yeah. for for the gun going off. Uh, it'll just it'll just be you serenading JP in this instance, won't it? <laughs> and I, I <laughs> will always love you. Just, just, you're going to be staring at them calves for four hours. How does that feel? I know, you're, you're jealous. I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. I'd be running behind him the whole time. What a, <laughs> what a, what a specimen of a man, eh? Aye. <laughs> anyway, don't tell him. Don't need to swell his head anymore, do we? No. Right. Uh, and that, anything else, Matt, or is that the idiot's guy done? Uh, Just fucking enjoy it. 
Yeah. Don't listen to anything we've said. Do what works for you. Mm -hmm. Don't overthink it. Have a great time. Yeah. And uh, and enjoy the victory lap. That's the one. There we go. Encourage other. If you see people struggling around you, encourage others. Yeah. Be be that brother that we all are. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's 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 bring people up alongside you where you can. Yeah. Even 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 if. Yeah, it, I mean, it even depends if, on what you're going Even for. if they look like a thumb. Even if they look like a... Oh, that was mean. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know what, I don't know what I did to deserve that. I'm so nice to you as well, and you had to bring the thumb thing up. <laughs> Completely uncalled for. <laughs> uh, right, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be a long old episode, it Matt, is. isn't it? So once again, hopefully um, uh, people are going to stick with us. But I enjoyed that segment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty good fun. Um, but I think we should go over to the main event, shall we? We're going to have a chat with Joe. Uh, uh, go and have a chat with Joe about her and Alice's adventures in running. Yeah, it's a great one. Can't wait. Let's do it. <sighs> you, you, you beat you. Sorry, oh, no, it's all you've got, isn't it? Just no, go on, say it. Just, just, just say it. Let's do it. Boom, orange carrot. Are you sure? Right then, you lot. It is road to 100 time, and another awesome guest is on the way. One half of a formidable running duo. Today, I'm talking to a lady who, along with her partner in crime, Alice, has been pounding the pavements for the last five years. Running races, raising money for charity, tackling challenges together are all the amazing achievements in themselves, but even more incredible when you consider that Alice lives with Cask, a very rare life limiting condition, uh, which they don't let slow them down for one second. Prepare to wow with a capital W today as I'm chatting to the awesome Joe. Joe, how are we doing today? Good, thank you. Uh, t- tell me, how's your day been? Have you guys managed to go out on a run or has it been a rest day or just a busy day? What have you been up to? Thursday's a rest day in our house. Good, good. <laughs> I, I think they like are for, Thursday. <laughs> they are for a lot of people, aren't they, Thursdays? Yeah, it's a good, 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 good. Just after hump day, you get that Wednesday run out and then just wind down to the weekend, as it were. Um, let's let let us get into it then. I've got I, I'm dead excited to hear about about yours analysis story. Can can you just start? Let let's go back to the start like like we always do with these things. Can you tell me a little bit about how you first got into running? Um yeah, we started running. It was five years ago. Um I was working and Alice was still at school. I'd been ill. I'd got I've got issues with the discs in my back mm. and. Alice had been really ill that year and the year before, so she'd lost lots of skills. Um. And I was starting to have a bit of a panic that if I didn't do something to keep a little bit fitter, mm. I wouldn't be able to lift her anymore. Mm. Um, so it was like, mm, I need to do something. <laughs> uh, but going to the gym was tricky because it was like after work and then I've got somewhat got to get someone to have Alice. So made the decision, well, let's try running. Um, no idea what I was doing. Downloaded the Couch to 5K app and set off on our first run. And that's where we hit our first problem was the fact that Alice's wheelchair was like a shopping trolley. <laughs> <laughs> it just did not go <laughs> in a forward motion when you attempted to run. Um, so I dug out her old buggy that she'd had years ago, managed to squeeze her into it and tried again. And um, so that was it, really. We started off with Couch to 5K. Yeah, a wonderful place where a lot of people start their running journey. Um, for people who might not know, because cask is, is a rare uh, condition to live with, can you tell me a little bit about what Alice deals with on a day-to-day basis? Um, yeah, it is it is rare, which gives us lots of problems in the fact mm. that no one medically ever has any ideas what's going on, why things happen. Mm. 
Um, so Alice did gain some skills when she was younger, which she's lost again. So Alice is a, now a full-time wheelchair user. Um, she lost the ability to eat. So now she's continuously fed um, by a tube into her stomach. So that causes its own issues with running. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, she's on a continuous feed. Um, her sight is exceptionally poor. She's technically classified as blind, but she can see to some degree. Um, I think she sees what she wants to see. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, she's nonverbal, um, but she's very good at making her feelings known. Everybody knows when Alice is either happy or when she's not happy. Yeah. Okay. And then let, let, let's talk about the start of that running journey then, because, you know, it, it, I mean, you've already mentioned about the difficulty with, you know, finding a wheelchair that, you know, you could run with and, and that would move in a forward momentum. And it comes with a set of challenges that I guess anybody else that might be saying oh I just started my couch to 5k that would not experience so what did those early days look like for the two of you out, out on the road? We probably looked like two crazy people if people <laughs> saw us um, we were literally <laughs> we went to the local res and we was literally just attempting to do it I mean I literally had no idea what I was doing so I got it on my phone no headphones, no nothing. So everyone was listening to what the Couch to 5K was telling me yeah. to do. Was it, was it Sarah Millican by any chance telling you? It wasn't, no. no. Um, and I, as I'm attempting to run and going, Alice, I can't do this. It's too hard. I can't run any longer. So I'm talking to her, but obviously Alice doesn't reply. Mm -hmm. So when people see us, they're like, who's she talking to? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also couldn't do it as as it was um some of the weeks we had to repeat yeah because I didn't I didn't anticipate how difficult it would be to push Alice I you know I didn't think it would be difficult um but it was <laughs> so we'd be like oh we didn't quite make it that that run let's try again the next day so we literally sort of was attempting to do it and I'd given myself a year to be able to do the 5k um because it was it'll have been in 20. 17 um and alice's birthday 18th birthday was 2018 and we were going on a disney cruise for her 18th birthday um the and the boat docks on castaway key in the bahamas and whilst you're there there is a 5k run on the island right so my entire plan was to be able to run the 5k on castaway key when it was alice's 18th birthday so it gave us a year to do it what and I didn't anticipate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> didn't no, no, sorry, no, you go. <laughs> didn't anticipate. It wouldn't take us a year, and within <laughs> a year, we'd run our first half marathon. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, how did that year go? But you've answered the question for me. So, so things progressed a little bit quicker than expected. Then it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me about that progression then. So, how did you go? How did you go from? I don't know. I'm going to be able to do this. This is this is really difficult. To Let's bang out a half marathon, Alice. <laughs> well, the other thing I didn't realise, I mean, I was literally doing it just to keep fit. That, mm. that was my entire reasoning behind it. I didn't realise that once we started running, we'd actually enjoy it. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. And the other thing was Alice really enjoyed it. So we did our first 5K race and Alice loved it. So it was like, ah, we need to 
we need to keep doing this and Alice really enjoys it so it was like there aren't an awful lot of 5k races unless you're talking the ones that you know your elites and stuff are doing generally True, yeah. there's not yeah. a lot of 5k races so it was like mm, we better run a bit further <laughs> <laughs> if you want that medal <laughs> yeah we want to keep getting some medals we've got to run further than 5k so we sort of made it up to 10k and did our first 10k race and then we were at park run with a friend and someone said have you done a half marathon and I was like no that's a bit far and <laughs> um, you know it's a long way so then your brain starts to think oh well maybe we could do it and then it was like, oh well, we can't train for it because we haven't got the time because I worked in education and it was like we just don't have the time and then someone said we could do the great north run you know start somewhere small yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not, not too many people around, is it? <laughs> not somewhere small. You could, and so of course I got home and I'm googling Great North Run. No, you can't do Great North Run. You had to enter like months ago. Yeah. Um, but you could if you had a charity place. Hmm. So that was it. it. Was like which charity do we want to run for? And how did you? Uh, so one one thing that I'm really keen to understand is, you know, let let's say somebody is taking that step up from from 5k, 10k to half marathon, and we all do it. We go on Runners World and we find that generic training plan <laughs> and, and we make our way through it. Were you able to follow that kind of plan, or did you find that negotiating, working with Alice with the wheelchair? Um, with some of the challenges that that brings, did you have to adapt that? Did you did you find any? Was there any kind of support or specialist kind of support online, or was it just kind of a feel it as you go job? There's there is nothing out there online. It was no. literally feel it as you go. Um, I did make the sensible decision at the beginning of this year to join a co uh, join with a coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and my times have suddenly gone through the roof. <laughs> it's made <laughs> such a difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a case of I just the half marathon downloaded a plan offline and followed it to the best we could really um because it's sort of we do, do now basically do what everybody else does mm -hmm. we don't do anything any more unusual other than probably my strength training is slightly different to everybody else's but yeah running wise it's the same yeah um and uh, tell me about the great north run then a amazing experience what probably probably is it the biggest half marathon in the uk um it's it, it's incredible some of the scenes the views the, the you know the spectators how was that experience for you both it was amazing um the one thing that i didn't in anticipate and didn't really think of beforehand was the fact that it is so busy yeah which causes us a problem because we cannot get round other people easily they can get around us, but we struggle to get around other people, especially at places like the Great North Run, where people run in groups together. Yeah. Um, so I was running with a couple of friends and we'd got to the point where they, people had got headphones on and they weren't taking any notice. And she was literally like tapping them on the shoulder and shoving them to the side if they weren't responding. By a voice. I love it. It was sort of tap on the shoulder and give them a shove. Yeah, get, yeah, get out of the way. Like, like, like a security entourage yeah. leading the way. That's amazing. <laughs> but no, it was absolutely amazing. I did say probably we wouldn't do it again. Hmm. 
we have done it again and we are doing it again this year. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. You'll have done it by the time this episode comes out, I think, as well. Um, how was that feeling then coming over the finish line at Great North Run? Oh, it was just so amazing. It was like, I can't believe we've actually done it. You know, you don't, you think, you don't realise what sort of feeling you do get until you do it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, of course, the, the support on course... I mean, for the Great North Run, it's amazing anyway. But when you're running, pushing somebody in a wheelchair, the support you get is unbelievable. And it's the same all the races we do. Yeah. And and, and what, what what a great feeling for both yourself and, of course, for Alice as well, to to have that level of, um, of enthusiasm and support and community spirit at, at, at the races as well as people get behind you. Yeah. And I think one thing that probably makes a little bit of a difference with us is the fact that I'm female. If you look yeah. at a lot of people that are pushing a wheelchair, they're usually men. Right. Interesting. I think it's just because men are probably stronger. <laughs> they're probably that little bit stronger. And so there aren't an awful lot of female runners that do it. Right. I, I get maybe another thing that makes you stand out and, and, and draws people to your cause as well, which can only be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, there's lots of stuff I want to talk about. You've done loads of races and I want to talk about some of your bucket list experiences and, and you know, some of the absolute standout moments that, that you've had. But while we're talking about this increasing of distances, you didn't stop at half marathon, did you? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so so tell me what happened last October. Um, well, I decided the fact that we wanted to do a marathon, <laughs> it was like, like you can, do, like you do, you can do a half marathon, we can easily do, we can bang out a half marathon without too much thinking about it beforehand, if you know what I mean. It, we yep. can do it. So, obviously, the next step is a half marathon. Um, and we couldn't, we looked to find half uh, to do a full marathon that was yep. right for us. Um, it needed to be a big one because Alice loves the atmosphere and it's a long time for her. So it needed to do a quiet one. It, you know, she'd be a bit fed up after. Yeah. You couldn't, you, you, couldn't be running, you couldn't be running out like, like Chester, for example, or York where you, where you run out, you do a lovely three miles in the city, but then you're out in the sticks <laughs> for 17, 18 miles. Yeah. So um, we ended up doing Manchester and wow. Yeah. It's the only words I have for that one. It was, it was unbelievable. Tell tell me all about it. Tell me from your perspective. Tell me from Alice's perspective. I was there. I was. It was. It was an. It was a good year uh, last year for for Manchester Marathon. Um, t- tell me all about it. It was, and but because last year should have been obviously April 2020. Yep. Um, but obviously it was cancelled due to the pandemic. Um, I Alice had to shield for months. Yeah. So. I was like, what are we going to do? I still need to run. We've got a marathon to do when it when it when we finally can. Um so I bought a treadmill, which was interesting because I don't like running on my own. I, I, um, I bet that was so, so, sorry to jump in. I was about to say, I bet that's difficult. If you if you're just completely enshrined in this in this experience of pushing the wheelchair and it being you and Alice and having that companionship and even the the physical 
um, momentum of, of, of having the wheelchair and having to, and, and like you said, your strength training is different because you work different muscle groups. Just go into running on your own, particularly on a treadmill, which is that kind of monotonous, repetitive, you've not got the undulations and the natural changes of, of, of the real world. That must have been pretty tough. I'm rubbish at it. In fact, yeah. I, st- <laughs> I still can't do it without holding on. God, yeah, okay, right, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. It does make sense. I'm good. I'm, I will fall off. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone laughs and everyone say, I'll say, you know, oh, it was, you know, using your arms. I'm like, no, I don't use my arms when I'm running. They're, no. stat- they're static. They're not doing anything. They don't help me when I run. So, of course, on the treadmill, I... I was just like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I held on. Luckily, you know, I've got a bar I can hold on. And so, yeah, so we, we had to do that, um, which allowed me to keep running. Um, and then I probably came out of the pandemic actually stronger and fitter than I had gone into it mm-hmm. because we've got nothing to do. We was literally stuck at home for months and months. So I'm there, you know, doing your Joe Wicks pee with Joe and everything else you know finding things to do so yeah. probably it, helped it, it probably did but, but I mean it's it's a really interesting um uh, take on things because you know you hear people talking and, and, and I tend to get around to a question about COVID most of the time in these chats and you know you hear about different levels of of, of how people's lives changed from it whether that was furlough or whether it was you know getting COVID and having to stay at home or you know whatever it may have been but but from your perspective, and more importantly from Alice's perspective, life will have changed pretty drastically being stuck between those four walls, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, luckily, Alice was fine. I didn't know how she'd cope. Mm. Um, treadmill wasn't her only purchase. We ended up buying a hot tub. <laughs> nice. Okay. It's like, you're still paying for that. But we ended up buying a hot tub <laughs> because it was something Alice could do. It was finding things for her to do. Um, so we bought the hot tub. So, yeah, but she still now struggles with people coming to our house. She's fine with people at other places. But when people come into our house, it's like, what are you doing here? This is my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 I suppose it. And how long was she shielding for? She it, it had been a long period of time that that isolation was in place, wasn't it? It was because she's um, she literally catches anything and everything. So mm. we literally went into shielding before Boris announced it. Yeah. A couple of weeks beforehand, it was like, no, this isn't good. Let's start doing this. So that was would have been the March. We didn't go out again until the September and that when we did go out in the September it literally was only with my eldest to a park where there was nobody else so literally I didn't really start running again with Alice until the following May as the marathon was in the October so it was really weird and, and I imagine as well, I know you said that from a physical fitness perspective, you know, being on the treadmill, being able to keep yourself busy during um, the period of isolation and shielding, that probably helped your your overall fitness. But in terms of the muscle groups that you use to push Alice in the wheelchair and to, to engage those those muscles and that type of fitness to get through those longer races, pushing the wheelchair, that must have been hard to have then re-engage yourself into to get from May to the race in October. It, it, 
it wasn't funnily no. enough no it wasn't but because I was stronger I was faster Brilliant. So there was this sudden, oh, <laughs> I can go faster. And people laughed because every race we did, I was getting PBs up because it was like I was stronger. So it was, it was, it was quite interesting that, yeah, I thought I might have struggled, but I didn't. It was one of those weird things that. Must, it, it must have been holding on to that treadmill. It must have been. Obviously, must, if I'd have run properly on the treadmill, I wouldn't have <laughs> um tell me about Manchester on the day then how was that experience it must have been incredible I, what I want to know like I do want to know about the way round. I want to know about anything that might have happened any interactions you may have had how Alice enjoyed it but I want to know how you both felt crossing that finish line well funnily enough when I said um I have done a podcast before mm. the guy that was recording our podcast happened to be the same guy that was commentating on the finish of Manchester. Okay. Um, so we'd spoken to him before Manchester, although I didn't know him, mm. we'd actually spoken to him. So the minute we literally crossed that finish line, he'd sort of grabbed me and was like, how was it? <laughs> um, but it was just amazing. Um, Alice smiled, cheered and clapped for the entire 22 <laughs> miles. I mean, how she wasn't absolutely knackered, I don't know. She literally was clapping and cheering and squealing the entire way. Um, it, it, it's funny because I'd obviously, um, I've got our names on my top um, and it's on our wheels. And we ended up probably about mile 18, 19 when it was just a little bit tricky. Mm -hmm. We ended up running next to this guy um, he was an older guy. He was running really well, but he was not. He was an older guy, and obviously had been getting lots and lots of support along the route. But then ended up next to us, <laughs> and he just looked at me at one point and said, "You're stealing all my thunder." <laughs> How can like, I compete? <laughs> yeah, it was. He just looked at me like, "You're stealing all my thunder." I was like, I "Can't help it. I'm sorry." <laughs> but we'd done. Um, We'd done Runfest Run in yes in the summer uh, that had its own craziness, but anyone that had been at Runfest Run sadly all knew who we were, um, <laughs> and we literally was running down the right near the beginning and it was downhill, which is not good to set me off going downhill because I get a bit excited, so I'm running yeah. you know far too fast going down this hill, all excited, and I was getting people in the, the side going, it's the ladies from Runfest Run. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> Tell me about Runfest Run, because you, you send that over in your bio and it just really intrigued me. I think the exact words you said was it was the best, most difficult, most challenging, funny, craziest race we have ever done. Um, and the only I've accepted I've ever accepted help with. So what? tell me about that story. What happened there? <laughs> well, it was one of those. It was a weekend thing and we'd ended up going on our own. So it was just me and Alice who was supposed to be camping. There was no way am I camping on my own with Alice. Mm -hmm. So we'd stayed in a hotel and we were training for Manchester because it was um, the end of August. So we were training for Manchester. So we'd sort of that weekend should have been a long run and it's like, oh, I need to fit these runs in. And we turned up and on the Friday night um, there was families on track uh, with Paula Radcliffe. So we did the families that we will go and do families on track. And at that point, Alice was walking a little bit with her walker. So I'm drag walking down this field, dragging the walker and pushing Alice. And 
then realised that probably we didn't have enough people in our family. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Um, and Steve Cram was, I don't know, chatting in the middle and you've got Paula Radcliffe and her family, you've got Chris Evans and his family, you've got Vassos Alexander and his family, which sort of managed to end up in the one where all the celebs were at. And then there was, there was, there was other people as well. And Steve Cram stood in the middle and went, I don't have a family. And I'm jumping up and down going, my family, you can join my family. Come on, Steve Crap. <laughs> yeah, I was like, please, I need more. So, so Steve came and said, oh, OK, I'll be in your family. So And then he looked at me and he looked at Alice and was like, we need more. <laughs> so they went on the ground and were like, who can I grab? And grabbed Lewis Moses. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. I'll have Lewis. <laughs> um, so we'd sort of already started off on the chat with everybody and everyone sort of you know, we spotted us, we did stand out a bit. And um, so we did that on the Friday evening, followed by the family shuffle run, which was across these whole grass fields. Then the Saturday, there was a 10K uh, and a 5K later on. And I did, decided yeah, we would do the 10K. And oh my goodness, this 10K was horrific. It was trail yeah. and horrifically hilly. Now, when I say trail, I mean, it's OK. Alice is with her off-road wheels. We can go over some lumps and bumps and stuff. But we were literally stuck in tracks where we'd literally got a sideways, sort of like <laughs> tilted, like going down this thing and going up some of these hills. It was awful. Yeah. And anyway, we did it. We got to the end. Um, and Chris Evans looked at me and he said, have you done that on your own? I was like, well, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> and he's going, are you doing the half marathon tomorrow? Bearing in mind, knowing that the half marathon actually used a 10K course, plus some, obviously, the rest. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're going to do the half marathon. I mean, I had checked. I had checked that, you know, they'd got some tell people, walker people yeah. and there wasn't a cutoff. Because I thought it doesn't matter how slow we do it. Yeah. And he's going, you can't do that on your own. I was like, of course I can. <laughs> and he's like, no, you really can't. He says, wait, start near the back and me and Tash will run with you. I was like, OK, that's fine. So we we was running this half marathon with Chris Evans and Natasha Evans, which was hysterical in its own right. Yeah. Um, especially when we was trying to go up some of these hills and there was the three of us pushing at once. <laughs> there was it's lots surreal. of it was very surreal. There was lots of swearing, there was lots of laughing, you know, it was like <laughs> who's pushing up this. Though. Yeah, it literally was. Until we got to about mile six, seven. And we had a puncture. Oh, no. I've never had a puncture in a race before. Never, it, it had never happened before. And I'm literally, Tasha's going, we've got a problem. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So I was like, I've got magic spray. I mean, I, I'm such a girly girl. I've got no idea what you do with this magic mm. spray, but I've yeah. got it. And Chris was like, well, I don't know what you do with it. <laughs> so it was like, let's get to the next marshal. So we got to the next marshal, Marshal Tony, and he was amazing. He was like some pit stop man. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. So, but of course, you know, we'd got no sense. We literally, me and Natasha were literally holding Alice's buggy up sideways with her in it while they were taking the wheel off and filling <laughs> it with magic spray. And so off we went, carried on. We got to about mile 10 and coming down the hill towards us, uh, with Steve Cram and Paula Radcliffe. 
Did you, uh, you're just name, just name dropping people left, right, and centre. So yeah, it is. It's it's it, it was just one of those weekends, yeah. and they were literally running down the hill towards us, and they got to the bottom of the hill where we were, sort of contemplating going up this hill. And they were like, "We've come to help you. We've come to rescue you. We've come to do the next couple of hills for you." And you just sort of looked Amazing. at them and went, "Okay." Um, so they literally one either side of Alice and off they went up this hill with Alice and we just stood there looking at them going up this hill and it was like oh we're we going to catch them up <laughs> Paula Radcliffe stole me kid <laughs> it was but the thing I was doing I was then jumping up and down going I can't even take a photo my, my phone's in the buggy <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to believe this yeah you're okay, we've got video evidence. One of the marshals <laughs> at the top was videoing. I think Ali right, was videoing. Right. Um, right. But literally, she's just disappearing up this hill with Paula Radcliffe and Steve Cram, and we're, we're just looking, going, have we got to catch up? Amazing. I mean, so literally, we did, we did catch I think they slowed down to wait for us. I think they realised, actually, we can't just run off with us. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, they slowed down and waited for us. And, and then we ended up literally finishing this half marathon all together. Uh, it was just amazing. <laughs> what what a story. Absolutely incredible. I don't think I've ever smiled and laughed so much during a <laughs> podcast interview. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You never forget it though, will you? You'll never forget it. No, um, neither, neither will neither neither will, neither will the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, uh, I mean, we, we, we were coming, we've been chatting for half an hour. It's absolutely flowed by. Like I said, I've been grinning ear to ear um, like a kid uh, since we started. Thank you so much for sharing yours and Alice's story. Um, I didn't want to finish without talking about something pretty big that's just happened recently. So you were very disappointingly informed that because of the wheelchair, you weren't going to be able to run London Marathon, weren't you? Yeah, um, London have never allowed um, assist any form of assistance. So Alice right. could only do it if she self-propelled her wheelchair. Right. Which obviously she can't do, no. um, which is why we did Manchester, because Manchester were had no issues whatsoever and we were allowed to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but as of Friday, right. we got, <laughs> literally Friday afternoon, we got the um, email to say, yes, we can do London this year in October. And it's probably worth clarifying because this episode probably isn't going to go out until the week of London. So it'll be quite poignant, I think. It'll be around about the week of, of, of the first week of October this goes out. But we're recording, what are we say, the 1st of September. So that gives you five weeks. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can't yeah. turn it off. You can't turn it down, though, can you? It's London. No, there was no way. And it is also only a trial. So will it happen again? Nobody knows. And we sort of knew maybe the rules may change. So we were sort of had it in our head that maybe an October marathon was going to happen. Um, so we had started training with the okay. thought that we would do York two weeks later if London was definitely a no. Yes. Um, but then COVID, I got COVID. So it was like that just put train, training out the window again. Um, but we're back on it now. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know, as soon as it made you laugh before, do you want to know who the first person, well, the first two people I told who we were running, that we were running London Marathon? Go on. Alison Kirbishley. Yeah. And Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> 
<laughs> because we happened to be at Carfest South at the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, and we were literally sat waiting to listen to Paula Radcliffe's talk. Yeah. And I, while we were waiting, I was sat literally just flicking through my email. Yeah. <laughs> when the email popped up. And then Alison Kirby spotted us, so she came to chat. Um, and I was like, you know, can't you believe what's happened? And then obviously we spoke to Paula afterwards. I was like, you can't believe what's happened. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Friend, friends in high places, eh? <laughs> it, was, it was just obviously meant to be. Uh, and, and you guys are raising a bit of money for charity while doing it, aren't you? We're running for Well Child this year. Um, mm-hmm. We always choose a charity each year um, that has been a charity that we've used with Alice. So mm-hmm. um, it's Well Child this year. Wonderful cause. And uh, and and just for the laughs that we've had in this last half an hour, I think people chucking along, hopefully listening, if they want to donate, how can they do so? They can do. We have got a um, Just Giving page. Mm-hmm. And is that on, links to that's on your Instagram, isn't it? It is linked on my Instagram, yeah. And just remind me the Instagram handle. Um, because it wasn't typically set up for running, it was set up for Alice and her yeah. condition. It's Cask gene mutation alice okay we'll we'll link all that and there'll be tags to get you guys and and, and all that kind of thing but but well worthy and, and you guys are going to absolutely destroy london it's not going to know what's hit it when, uh, <laughs> when, when when you two descend upon it i want to know which celebrity mo farah's going to end up with you. I, don't, I, can't, I can't wait to hear what happens next um so i would encourage people to give you a follow uh watch with uh, with bated breath for the adventures you guys uh you guys embark upon i just want to say a huge huge thank you joe for sharing a wonderful story with me that i honestly i'm, I'm not exaggerating it's made me beam from ear to ear throughout <laughs> uh you guys are amazing lots of love to alice before i let you go is there anyone else you wanted to mention say hello to shout out talk about anything we've missed before i let you get on with your evening um, oh, I have to mention the, the wonderful Gemma, um, Gemma Hillier Moses, who is now our running coach and is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, you have to be careful when you're looking for a running coach when you're not a typical person. Yeah. Um, so you have to sort of go, hmm, who, who, who's met us before? Yeah. <laughs> who's, go, who's going to accept the, the crazy lady with the running buggy? <laughs> um, and she's amazing. Um, and they do so much. They just treat us as they treat absolutely everybody else and Alice is such an integral part and um, same as our running group we go to Columbia Park Runners there Alice is just and sometimes I think I disappear yeah. <laughs> I think I just become Alice's arms <laughs> 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 everyone knows who Alice is <laughs> centre of attention and so she should be um amazing uh well listen I hope at some point our paths cross so we can have a proper catch. But I'm, I'm, I'm no Paula. I'm no Steve Cram. I'm no Paula Radcliffe. But I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a proper catch up at some point. But listen, best of luck with London. Best of luck to you and Alice with the future. And uh, yeah, only good things to come, I reckon. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, piss off. Why have you fallen? I'm fucking loud. Get off. That's going in the recording. No, no, seriously, we've started. What did you think of that chat with Alice and Joe? <laughs> you, you can't start on that. I mean, what are you doing? I'm waiting for you to tell me what you thought of that chat with Alice and Joe. You're not putting that in at the beginning, though, what I've just said. We thought- I am putting that in the beginning. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. <laughs> 
awesome, awesome chat. <laughs> you put me on spot, yeah. Awesome chat. <laughs> <laughs> celebrity name drops galore it was brilliant wasn't it how many famous uh, people do they know it's amazing I think I, I've never met a third famous person I think I've, I've ran past Colin Jackson at London Marathon and he was Colin like, Jackson's pretty famous I, I didn't say hello to him oh. he, he was like 100 metres away mm. so yeah I've, I've not got any yeah awesome chat uh, and uh, raising money for a great cause as well Um Raised to raise money for charities that have helped Alice. Uh, at this time, I think they were raising money for Well Child. Um, I'll just check before we came on, actually. And they're currently at £910. Oh, we can get them to four figures, can't we? Come on, Fartlek family. Do your magical thing. Let's get them to a grand. Definitely. I'm sure we can do it. I think we've done it before with other people raising money, so I'm sure we can do it for uh, for Joe and Alice. I, I I think it's worth a couple of shekels just for how good that, that chat was. I didn't... I said it... Um, uh, last week I didn't expect it to go the way it went like uh, you know the you have these kind of thoughts when you're trying to prep these interviews as the kind of like what are the questions you're going to ask and and and, and it was just I, I didn't stop laughing the whole way through like Joe's a really really engaging character anyway but the stories that her and Alice have got about the amazing fun adventures they go on just Oh, just brilliant. I, honestly, I smiled from ear to ear doing that interview and uh, I was really happy that, that we got a chance to catch up. And, and then obviously they went on to do uh, amazing things at London, at London Marathon. So um, well, well worth a couple of quid. Yeah, I think you mentioned it last week as well. The, uh, the fast, fastest uh, assisted athletes at the London Marathon as well. So they're Guinness World Record holders. I think you, I'm sure you mentioned it last week as well. Pretty special. Eh? It's pretty special. Um yeah, nice one. Right, well, I'll tell you what then. We've got some more stuff to get on to, Matty T. We certainly have. So we'll get on to it now. However, we're going to go and chat to Ben and Emma. and of it, It's parkrun, parkrun time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Matt, here's the thing. Um, I was I was at parkrun with Ben and Emma this week. Did you know that? I, I, I do know that, yes. Did yeah. You? Yeah, so it, I, th- I think it would be a bit of a conflict of interest. It would be a coey. If I was to lead this segment, so I'm going to be, it's going to be Rebemma. You're going to be talking to today. That that didn't that didn't work. I don't think. Have we got another acronym for your all all your names or? Be, 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 be. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, I know what I'm shouting out at the end of this show now. Be, be, be. Like I'm mooing. Um, Rebemma. It's Rebemma. Go on, you're leading this segment, so you need to introduce us, please. I'll go and take my seat next to them, ready and roaring to go, excited to talk about parkrun. Go on, question master, do your thing. The floor is yours. But just remember, Matt, don't fuck up. Go on. You know it's it's me. You know I'm going to bloody mess up. And I, you, you're, you, you're dropping the F-bombs this week and not me. Um, I'm positively giddy about it. Go on, enjoy been widely documented where you guys were going. I'm sure you put a shout out for other Fartlek family members to come. Uh, so, Ben and Emma, uh, welcome to this uh, part run chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, you're feeling the pressure, aren't you? Matt, you didn't welcome me. What about me? What am I? Mashed potato? Yeah, you're, you're playing the role of me, aren't you? No! Have you been listening? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, ben and, I'm in Ben and Emma. No, that's wrong. I'm with Ben and Emma. 
<laughs> that's not much better. I'll be quiet. Carry on, Matt. Yeah, just like like I say, you should just 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 be me. Yes, Ben, Emma, how are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Uh, a little bit confused, but we're all right, I think. <laughs> it is confusing, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, Emma. Matt. Come on, Matt. I, I just said, why, why are you confused? I don't get it. It's just because I'm shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, how, how was Paul on this week? Where did you go? Where? How, what did you get up to? Tell us all about it. Who's going to take? Come on, Rob, you can take the lead here. You know where we went. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Give me a second. Woodburn. <laughs> Woodburn. Woodburn. Okay, okay, okay. I went full Matt then, didn't I? Not Woodburn. So, Bank. Woodbank. So this week, Matt, uh, yeah. Ben, Emma, and myself, better known as Rob Emma, um, <laughs> along with several other Fartley family members, we went to Woodbank Park Run, which is uh, in Stockport. Yes. Is. How how and how was it? Uh, do you want to explain the route and tell us tell us what went on and who you met there? All that good. Stuff. Who are you talking to? Any Should of we go ladies 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 first on that one? Is he talking Come to me on. or you, Emma? Oh, you. Okay, sorry, Gary. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Yeah. So we went to Woodbank. Uh, it was a Fibonacci. Uh, a number in the Fibonacci sequence, the highest number so far. So we got number, it was event 610. So it was a very busy event. Um, it's only the 17th event to have reached, uh, 17th venue to have reached event number 610. So there was a lot of tourists, a lot of tourists wanting to get this number. People will just wonder what the hell are we talking about? Why do we collect these numbers? The 5K uh, app, Addiction is real. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we met Nadine, Kelly, Adam, because he lives like round the corner. Uh, Paul kindly picked Rob up and brought him to meet me. Yeah, I, I have to be chauffeured to places. Yeah, it's chauffeured around. And Bradders. Bradders came for a, a steady run. We weren't sure if he was going to have a steady run, but. Uh... <laughs> He threatened, didn't he? he? Kept saying he'd have a steady run. He threatened to go fast, but no, he didn't. He he he, t- he took it steady, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after the run director did a nice, uh, they've got a big PA system and everything, and he told us all about the Fibonacci sequence. He he sounded like a radio announcer. Uh, and then off we went. I'll then tell you about the course. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, as Em said, he did, did that announcement, didn't he? And he was very enthusiastic. He'd done all his research on, uh, was it the 17th century Italian mathematician that created this sequence called the Fibonacci sequence? Um, his big tannoy, he was dead excited. I spoke to him before, because I was volunteering, so I went up. And to be fair, to be fair, I emailed him a few weeks ago. And I said, I'm coming over. Can I barcode scan? And he goes, just out in the emails, he goes, just out of interest, are you coming over for event number 610 because of the Fibonacci? I went, yeah. He goes, do you think we're going to be busy? I went, yeah, you're going to be very busy. <laughs> um, I mean, for the last week or so, it's been talked about massively in the uh, Part Run Tourist group. There were a lot of threads. There. They, they put out like a weekly poll of where people are going so many votes for Woodbank so Woodbank normally gets about 150 to 180 people that's like their record kind of numbers I don't know what their actual record was before but uh, 395 of us descended on it on Saturday 
if I remember rightly. And my God, it was busy, very busy. Um, we were all stood there in the huddle at the start, weren't we? There were a lot of people in their part on tourist gear, the cow-cow stuff, hats, T-shirts, buffs, etc., etc. Loads of people taking pictures with the purple sign. We love to see it. Um, paces, there were paces there as well. Anything from 22 up to, I think there was like 40-minute pacer in two-minute intervals. Oh, Ben, uh, so, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Emma mentioned about all the Fartlek family guys that we'd prearranged to meet and we saw there, but we got an extra surprise as well, didn't we? Oh, we did, yeah. Completely uh, forgot to mention that Cheryl was there. Yeah, so we've been going to a lot of part runs over Manchester way and we just seem to keep missing each other by a week. So we'll go somewhere and then Cheryl pops up there the week after or the other way around. And this time we happened to be in the same place at the same time. So we finally got to meet. A lovely, lovely unexpected surprise, wasn't it? Sorry, Ben. I just I, I remembered we hadn't planned to see her, had we? So uh, and she wasn't in the picture, which I think is what Emma would have been looking at when she was remembering who was there. And I thought I don't want to miss it without reminding us that, that she was there. And it was lovely to see her. Correct, correct, yeah, well remembered, yeah, I hadn't forgotten, um, we had a quick chat with her, um, there was another one that I recognised, an Irish runner, she's called on Instagram, she's from the Brooks Run Happy team, so I had a quick chat with her, and uh, and yeah, and that was it, after after the, the run director had his chat, we uh, we all bombed off into the, uh, into the sunlight, uh, it was bright sunshine in our eyes, for the first corner, if I remember rightly. Uh, lovely course you start on tarmac you go around a big you go kind of triangular back round to where you started and then at that point you go across a muddy stretch which is about 100 meters uh, it was quite slippy actually i had i had the wrong kind of shoes on for grip so i was definitely sliding on that mud um and then once you come off the mud you there was a really i didn't notice it at first because on the first lap everything was bunched up and there were people in front of me and there was a step but at the last minute i saw the step that we were having to jump down otherwise that could have been a disaster Mm. um hilarious disaster a hilarious one yeah for you guys not for me But they don't call me Matt. I don't fall over stairs or cones or stuff like that. No, no. You don't don't pull a mat, do you, man? No, no, no. Try not to. But then once you get down the stairs, you go through a little gate, and then it's a really steep, sharp downhill, and you're bombing it, absolutely bombing it down this hill. And then all of a sudden, you've got like a – it's not even a 90 degree. It's nearly a 180 degree turn back on yourself. Which, if you if you don't know how to use your brakes, you, you're going to run into a tree, aren't you, Rob? Yeah, Rob doesn't know how to use his brakes. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit more about that corner, Rob? Oh, I didn't even know it was there, if I'm completely honest. I basically realised that I have got no depth perception at all. It was like, because <laughs> me and Em ran together, didn't we, mate? There must have been about three occasions where I just came off the tarmac and was just on the verge of running into some kind of obstacle. It was, I don't know what was up with me. <laughs> the fresh air or the downhill i just oh, i don't know it's very lucky that i survived without any bumps or bruises that's that's because he hangs around with you that much that he's, he's mm. you're rubbing off on him mm. yeah um, stop rubbing me off matt <laughs> but in your defense it was a very sharp corner mm. first time i went down it i nearly went wide on it uh, but you turn that corner, don't you? And then it's just uphill from there, really. You've got, mm. that, you've got a gentle bit of uphill for about 50 metres. And then you take another sharp left, which you can't go 
wide on that one because you're not going as fast. And then you've got a nice, probably about 150 metres, 200 metres of just climb, mm. um, which is half tarmac and half cobbles. Uh, and then once you're to the top of there, through the gates, back down the main drag and you're back at the start and then that's it. You're going round again and you do that. You do that, what was it? Once more? One more Twice, full? Yeah, two, 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 two and a half laps, wasn't it? Two full laps and then once you come back past the finish on the second time, you do the top triangle which you started on and then it's just straight into the finish. Um it was lovely. I it was dead. It. It, it, it was it was dead good, wasn't it? I I thought it was a really good course. Challenging, technical in places, different terrain, but I it was one of my favourites. I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I I quite enjoyed it. I was like Bradders. I, I thought about going fast, but we kept it at a decent enough pace. And I'll tell you what, the the twenty two minute pacer that was running with me, I like left him in the first lap. And then halfway around the second lap, he just comes absolutely sprinting past me. I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're not keeping this very well. No, no Ben Stittle, is he? No, no, I'll give him a, I'll have a word next time. Mm. Um, give some tips. All in all, a great course. Quite a lot of photographers were out on the course, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, got some decent pictures of us all having fun. Uh, and then it, and then when I finished, it was just descended into chaos with scanning barcodes and... Uh, yeah, they were just coming thick and fast. Like I said, 395 of them just coming through and it was bang, bang, bang. So, But that was good. I quite enjoyed it. You came over and helped at one point. I was going to say, you say it was chaos. There was one point where you were just talking to someone about the 5K app <laughs> while, while some poor lady was just stood there waiting to get a barcode scanned yeah. <laughs> to the extent that I took your phone off you and did it for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whoa, you're painting a bad picture there. There were, there were like four or five other barcode scanners, but she was adamant she just wanted to come to me. Yeah, understandable. She saw me and you there and was like, those two hunks, don't oh, be going yum. there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I this guy talked to me. He, he came up to me at the end and he's like, um, do you know what this thinner battery sequence is? <laughs> was it Matt? <laughs> yeah, can't get his words out properly. I said, yeah, the Fibonacci, and I, I kind of briefly explained to him and explained to him that it was the 5K app, and he's like, oh, I've got the 5K app, but I've never really looked at it. I said, why? You need to look at it. Get on it. Have a look. And he's like, oh yeah, but I don't, I, I don't tend to to care too much about. It. But after five minutes of talking to him, him and his wife, uh, hooked on it. They were going to sit down, have a good look through it. I mean, bearing in mind they'd done something like 180 park runs, of which they'd done nearly 60 different courses, yet they didn't know how to use this 5K app. They fully knew how to use it by the end of it. Um, he was called Richard Hammond as well. Whoa. Which, yeah, because I, I said to him, oh, look, there's a namely one where you've got to go and run all the park runs with your name. I thought, I don't know his name. I'm just going to click on the namely one. I'll get his name off that. I was like, oh, Richard Hammond, good name. Or he stole Richard Hammond's barcode. We did. So, so we, um, yeah, it was good. It was good, good to chat, and it was good to chat to some other tourists that came and got their barcode scanned off me. And uh, you guys were all stood around chatting, and you went and got cake, didn't you? Oh yeah, you were staring at me, making this kind of motion that was <laughs> cake, and it took me a while to understand what you were doing. But then I went and got you some cake. But um. It was somebody's 100th venue. I think he'd done something like 180 park runs, but it was his 100th venue. 
and he'd made loads of little cakes and there was a hundred different little flags on them with all the different venues on that's that's really impressive isn't it on on the subject of hundredth venues the countdown is on Mm. just like like it is in the podcast to a hundred I am now a mere 10 events away from doing 100 different park runs. Mm. Shiny. Um, exciting. I'll give you a heads up. My plan is to, to run my 100th one on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, Christmas Day Sunday. Christmas Eve's the Saturday, obviously. So there's going to be two park runs on that weekend. The same with New Year. Now that's only it's it's eleven weeks away, Christmas Eve, or eleven park runs away. Obviously, I only need ten. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let M choose one that I've done that she hasn't. I don't know why. I just fancy doing it on or around Christmas Day. Um, so yeah, um, I I don't know where I'm going to do my hundredth. I'm certainly not going to bake a hundred cakes. Um, <laughs> You could have baked me a hundred cakes, then. Well, I didn't bake a hundred cakes. He baked a cake and cut it into a hundred pieces. Probably more than a hundred pieces. Yeah, mine was, was some, a some cupcakes, but then there was some that was like a tray bit. A huge cake or just a small one cut really small. They were small. Yeah, they were pretty small. Uh, the one I got was like a cupcake. That's why I just assumed there was a hundred little cupcakes. Uh, but it was lovely. I won't be doing that. I don't. I don't know what I'll do. Probably nothing. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably nothing. Probably just just basking in, in your glory of getting to a hundred. Sit back and see if anybody else is going to do something uh, for us. Yeah, yeah. And, get, and get a right cob on if no one makes him cakes. Yeah, but then yeah. he said we embarrassed him when we got that Colin the caterpillar at Hillsborough. Yeah. And when yeah. I sh- and when I shouted his name in fr- uh, when I shouted way in front of everybody, he didn't like that either. <laughs> what do you yeah. want from us, Ben? He did. He likes it really. I, 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 I don't even know. I don't, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where I'm going to go though. That's the thing. I don't know where I'm going to go. If any of you are going to be, if I save it for Christmas Day, I'm not going to get a bunch of you coming and meeting me at a random park run outside of your hometown because it's Christmas mm. Day. Um, Maybe do it Christmas Eve then. Possibly, well, possibly the same on Christmas Eve. Will you want to travel away from your families on Christmas? Who knows? I'm not after the glory, but I'm just letting you know. I'm on the <laughs> you are definitely after the glory. You've told us with 10 weeks' notice. <laughs> it's down to 100. Shut <laughs> 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 Moving on. Uh, you, 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 got the, you got the Fibonacci. Did you cross any more uh, things off the 5K app? Either of you? Any of you? No. No. Well, I got loads. Well, you would, because you haven't done that many. Fair. <laughs> um, but no, there was the, there was no attention paid to any stopwatches or positions this week. It was just get round, enjoy the run, and uh, yeah, go for breakfast afterwards. And uh, we, we went off to a fine old location. Mm. After- Lovely, wasn't it? Lovely little oat, oat cuisine, little bistro. They're classed as restaurants now as well, so... Mm. It was uh, with Mackey's, didn't we? Yeah, Mackey's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting excited then. We could we couldn't find anywhere to eat, um, so we ended up at McDonald's. Well, I, I blame Adam for that one. Yeah, um, he dev- it was definitely Adam's responsibility to find us somewhere nice to go for breakfast, and he just went home, <laughs> <laughs> 200 meters away, and he didn't know of any places <laughs> no. to 
go for breakfast. So that's definitely. <laughs> and then just disappeared and closed his door. So yeah. He should have all just knocked on his door and said, "Right, you're cooking us breakfast." <laughs> yeah, we're coming around yours now. I hope we got vegan options. Um, no, we went Mackey's, didn't oh. we? And I just ate multiple hash browns. But it was nice. It was nice to have a little catch up with everyone. Yeah, it was. Good it was indeed. Good. Yeah. Although uh, it did, it did lead to a pretty good story. Um, uh, Featuring Nadine and Kelly and uh, the guy who works at McDonald's. Um, do you know how, Matt, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy this. You know how at McDonald's, when you do the self-serve, yes. you can choose to either stand at the counter and you get your receipt and you can collect it, or you can take one of those big plastic dome things with a number on it and they'll do table service. Yes. So I did the former and I'm stood waiting at the counter and um, Nadine had done the same and she came over and stood next to me. And then Kelly came across, but she'd got one of the big dome things for table service, right? Yeah. But she's like, I need the toilet. Nadine, will you hold this for me? So Nadine just takes the, 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 the dome thing off her. And the bloke <laughs> brings Kelly's coffee out, sees that Nadine's just stood waiting at the till <laughs> with the table number. And gives it to her, to which she doesn't register at all, and just thinks some blokes brought her a free cup of coffee. <laughs> she starts <laughs> and comes over and starts telling us all this story about how she's got a free cup of coffee, still, still holding the sign in her other hand. <laughs> so which oh. Kelly comes over and is like, "That's my coffee." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't realise this had happened because uh, we'd have just been. Uh, winding her up about it as well. Yeah, we was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair play right. to her. I read about the, uh, the, the photos that you shared or somebody shared on uh, on Instagram is uh, when Rob was taking some of the pictures uh, and then he started... <sighs> <sighs> Go on, Rob. What have I done? When you oh, were taking... yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben and Emma asked for a picture here with the part run sign. And let, let, can we just clarify that whilst I do enjoy antagonizing Ben, I feel like I know Ben well enough that I know what what my what the limits are. I took several perfectly good quality portrait pictures first, did ben, I not? Ben, 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 can you confirm? Uh, seven and a half, eight out of ten. Yeah, they were, you know what? From you, Ben, I will take seven and a half out of ten. That's like... <laughs> That, that's better than any praise like my dad's ever given me. Like I, that is up there for me, right? Yeah. But wow. but obviously I do like to poke the bear a little bit. So I just happened after I take it to switch it to landscape and snap a couple in a, in, in a format that we know that Ben despises. So <laughs> and um, there's, there's absences of me moving towards you as if to tell you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> looking. Goddamn camera on my face! What are you doing, Rob? What are you doing? <laughs> it was like you remember Liam Gallagher with the paparazzi that time. It was like that. Yeah, that's it. Um, Bang on. It was good. We, we, had a, good, we had a great we time. Then the same picture. I was uh, the amount of us that shared exactly the same picture. I know. I know. It always it, happens, doesn't it? It always does. It always does. Well, but that's great. the choice. We had a really good morning at uh, at Woodbank, didn't we? And. Uh, we need to do it again soon. I don't know when, but uh, hopefully again before before I get to my hundred. I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm on my oh, way. Oh, to... you you nearly at hundred venues, Ben. You should have said something. Maybe 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 someone should, maybe someone will make you some cake. Maybe they will. Maybe they will, Emma. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> take it head at me angrily. Someone make Ben some cake, please. It's not worth the fallout if we don't. Uh, um, it's up this time next week when we're recording. 
Uh, well, I've got somewhere very interesting to tell you about where we've been to park run. I'm very excited for next week. So we're going to have to, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to get it in, isn't it? After you've, um, in terms but, of when you're traveling back and, and getting it recorded, but we'll, we'll get it done because it's very exciting. But we don't next week. What? Don't we have a week off next week? No, we don't have a week off next week. You fucking idiot. It's it's the week after. I'm, I'm sure nah. this, is up, this is episode seven, isn't it? Yes. Yes. What's 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 and and there's 16 episodes in series eight. What's half of 16? You said 14 the other day. 16. No, 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 no. You two. I did say I, I did say 14. I was being my usual condescending patronising self and then realised that I might be the root cause of your mistake. Um, I, d- I did say 14 a couple of weeks ago, um, but it, it's 16. It's 16. We've got eight episodes to go. To. We've got one more next week and then it's mid-season. Robert, apologise to Matthew. Sorry, Matthew. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm re- oh, you've got it recorded and everything. Right, right. Put, put, put anyway. your dick away and let's move on and do a roll call. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right on you. <laughs> you know what time it is. Oh. <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> just, I've got a horrible, horrible mental image now. <laughs> I don't know what image you've got, but let's just do the roll call. <laughs> it's just you singing Limp Biscuit and beating yourself senseless. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Emma's listening, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody just take a look at the plastic? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Would you like to mute yourself, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, I'm going on mute. You tit. Uh, ben, would you like to start us off with the roll call? No. No. Well, go on then. Go on then. I will. Um, right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with JP. JP is shouting out none other than Polly. Um, as Polly absolutely smashed Manchester half this weekend. Most people like to get a PB by a minute or two or three. Not Polly. Polly likes to go and knock 17 minutes off of her PB. Paced by uh, JP all the way around. They ran together. They did great North Run the other week, but uh, that didn't go to plan. But she put her shoes back on. She got out there, the pair of them. She went to Manchester at the weekend. And rightly so, JP says she absolutely smashed it. So well done, Paul. Yeah, she did. She absolutely nailed it. She's pulling up some good times, is our Paul. Uh, and are they going to could they there at Alton Towers? I think they are, but uh, they might not be running. Or oh, JP might not be running. Anyway, uh, next up, uh, Emma, do you want to go next? So it's another one from uh, for Polly from Sam Slater, Healthy Slater's underscore run. I'm sure she's getting many a shout out, but got to be our Paul and that mega PB. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome stuff again. Uh, Lord of the Running, uh, Peter Marshall, he's Ran his first ever half marathon this weekend on Sunday. Uh, awesome stuff, uh, Pete. Um, I'm not sure what time you get, but you got round and you no doubt smashed it. So well done. Uh, 1.34, if I remember rightly. Wow. That is, that is, that is some going. Well done. That's pretty good for a first half. It is, yeah. 100%. Robbie, are you back? Are you with us? Have you calmed yourself down? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I said no. <laughs> Carry on without me. Ben, would you like to... Uh... Okay, yeah, yeah. So this one is from uh, Mrs Blackwell84, Laura, a very local Laura, and Matthew, she's shouting out you. Oh, oh wow. She's shouting out you for pushing her very hefty toddler in his buggy for most of your run that you did with her. Ah, yes, I did. Yes, uh, Josh, uh, we had a run around Rother Valley, um, just a nice little four, I think it was four miles around there, uh, and I had to go up pushing, and my God, running, pushing a, uh, pushing a buggy is, is tough, so I, I understand what uh, Joe feels like pushing Alice around, and uh, obviously not for 20, 26 miles, but uh, <laughs> I get the I, I get what they go through, and it, it was tough, so yeah, thanks for that, uh, Laura, thank you very much. Um, Emma? So our uh, Darren, our Doug witness, uh, dumb witness, says to every Fatlick family member who week in, week out makes me feel richer than those with more real uh, more real wealth. So, yeah, this week uh, there's been a lot of chat around mental health in the group chat. A lot of people have been sharing their own personal stories of uh, their battles with it and uh, everybody's just been so supportive of each other. It's just lovely to see. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'll, I'll go next then. Julie, 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 Julie. Ah. Uh, she wants to shout out uh, our Joe for an amazing chat. She uh, she spoke with Rob last week on last week's podcast, and uh, she wants to thank her and uh, for amazing honesty. Um, yeah, we agree with that, Julie. She she did amazing. Uh, Rob. Are you are you are you ready yet? No. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm here. It wasn't even that funny, really, was it? Um, <clears throat> don't know why you all got so excited. You've, you've grown up now. Needs to be more professional. A lot of yours. Um, where are we up to? I've not been paying attention. I'm genuinely uh, been, second like, page. I think it's Derek that's giving laughing. A shot. Yes. So we've got two from Derek. He's put couldn't pick just one. Um, thanks to all that have been on my side as well, dealing with my own things. Uh, probably carries on nicely from what Emma said, um, uh, uh, from from what uh, good old Doug said um, as well. I think it has been a, a tough old uh, time for a lot of people and and, and, and Big D um, has been going through his own stuff. Um, people have been super supportive. I mean, it was World Mental Health Day uh, yesterday as well, I think, so very, very poignant time to... Uh, to appreciate the importance of just picking up the phone and chatting to a friend or sending a message to see how they are. And I know that he's grateful for that. But he did want to shout out just one person, and that is Arman. Uh, slow Farrer himself, not Scott Farrer, Jack. Uh, <laughs> uh, he can bimble a marathon like no one's business he can. He was one of our Chicagoers. We're going to get on to all of our Chicagoers in a moment. But uh, D- Big D wanted to shout out Scott specifically. We love a bit of Scott, don't we? Yes, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, I think we've got one more in this one. Uh, ben, if you want to go on. To yeah, that. yeah. Uh, Claire Dot Running Mom. She is, like Rob just said, shouting out our Chicago contingent, which consists of Mr. Boom Orange Carrot, Gary Ludwin, uh, Scott, who's just had a shout out, and then there was little Leo as well, and also Marco Del Lazio, and she is shouting them out for smashing Chicago Marathon. Um, and yeah, they, I mean, Gary, he, he ran a great time. Scott bimbled around in a great time. Leo, I don't know what that kid's on, but he absolutely annihilated it. 
And Marco, Mr. Marco, who I was chatting with on Saturday night, he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to run very well. It's not going to be great. I'm just going to stick with a pacer. Did he do that? No, he just took off and he absolutely smashed it, running himself a PB. So kudos to them all. And uh, that comes from me and from Claire and everybody else. Yeah, good one. And uh, and I'll, ju- I'll just piggyback on the back of that because Gary did send a message, not onto the main board, but he sent a, a private one as well. Yeah, kind of just echoing what we've said, kind of from, from the perspective of someone who actually ran it. He put thanks for all the messages over the weekend and a well done to Chicago Massive. He mentioned a lot of names. Some of them uh, you've mentioned, but some of them you haven't. So I'll just go over them. So we've got Kat, Marco, Scott, Jojo, Chris, Gail, Sean, Leo, Ari and others whose names I forget. You are all awesome. Some massive PBs smashed in the sunshine. And of course, bookending his post as we're going to bookend the roll call this week by saying, boom, orange carrot. <laughs> boom orange carrot um let's not forget sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna take away the boom orange carrot oh, that do- was that was such a good end to the segment yeah, but i forgot it. that you, you did want to say something else so it's my fault for not realizing because <laughs> you told me at the start you're going to say something else so that, <laughs> wow, i was really Robert. proud of that right go on i'll be quiet <laughs> Second, mis- second mistake of the segment. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, there wasn't just Polly at Manchester. There was also Adam. Yes. He ran Manchester and did really well coming back from his recent uh, injury. Not running related injury, but his recent uh, horrific injury. Um, so he did really well as well. Uh, Ginger Flyer, he ran Manchester. He did really, really well. TJ, she ran Manchester, run for shirts and medals. I think it is. She she did really well at Manchester. Uh, and then we go down south. We've got uh, David Dimble, Dimble Runs. We've got Dean Wicks. And Dimble and Lee. Dean, attorneys at law. Dimble and <laughs> Dean. Uh, and Grain Hallahan. They all ran the Tiptree 10 miler. Um, and they all did very, very well by the sounds of it. So, yeah. And to everyone else who raced, who we might have forgotten, uh, I'm sorry. I apologise. I was and wasn't on my Instagram very much this weekend, so I might have missed some stuff. So, uh, well done to everyone who raced, including me, uh, for pacing a ridiculous 10k at the weekend. Uh, And if we did miss you, it's Matt's fault for not putting the roll call on Instagram when he should have. Yeah, just throw the plus why don't I? I just want to shout out uh, Dave Young as well. Uh, Mighty Joe, I think he's on Instagram. Uh, He sent us a lovely message. Uh, you and I, Rob, and also to the what's uh, like account, uh, quite a long message and just just thanking us uh, for everything. Um, and when he did Chester and all that good stuff, uh, getting him through all that, uh, yeah. So thanks, thanks for that shout out, Dave. Awesome. Yeah, and a second, second, well done um, for Chester. Uh, is that everything? Can I, can I say boom orange carrot now? Yeah, finish the segment, Rob. Boom, orange carrot. <laughs> I feel like that one had a bit more vigor. Mm. I, I, I actually ran across my living room and did a fist pump. I went, boom! Orange carrot. Like I was punching the carrot. Boom! Hey, punching the ca- don't punch the carrot. No, the carrots. I'm, uh, wait, am I the carrot? What is that a euphemism? Are you, what, don't punch. Stop I don't punching know. The in, the, in the context of the statement, like who, who's the orange carrot? Is it like saying like, boom, go on, you orange carrot. <laughs> this this week is descending into madness it's been a long day uh right i think uh we need to move on we need to start thinking about getting out of here guys have we got some thank yous before we go who's doing like thank yous this week which one of my lovely little cherubs is doing for thank yous can we have the awkward silence and take it in turns again oh yeah absolutely that's my favorite thing when that happens 
Yes. <laughs> Start it off with an awkward silence. Will, some, uh, will someone thank Graham Lindley for the amazing theme music, please? You're yeah. Done? Well done. No, I was going to do that one. Rob's just done it. All right, okay then. Uh, the newsletter guys, Paul McWhirter, Nick Finney, Claire Forsyth and Jamie Denham. Yep, I'll thank uh, Joe and Alice for coming on, sharing their story and being awesome, awesome people. JP, let's shout out JP for organising the guests and doing the work behind the scenes that he does. Definitely Matt would have forgot it otherwise, wouldn't they? Yep. Let's thank, let's thank uh, Jack Penfold for editing. No, he's not doing it this week, is he? He might be. I don't know. It's not with me that edits it, but you thank Jack every week anyway, so just do it. Thank you to Ben and Emma for coming on, joining us, sharing their part room antics. Uh, Thanks to you, Rob, for sharing your part room antics and uh, tree running running into incidents. (laughs) Tree running into incidents. incidents. We'll take that. We'll take that. I've, I've, I've been called worse. And thank you to you, yeah. Matt, for being such a mediocre host. You're welcome. I get that every week. That's not a problem. Uh, thank you to Adjo. Uh, obviously, she wants to start coming back and, and helping her behind the scenes. Uh, thanks to Sammy uh, for everything she does. Uh, thank you to... Luke. John. Statman John. Diff- different people. Different people. I, I don't like fancy, thanking Statman John, though. Just say just Matt. Say thank, thank you, Daddy. Right. Hey. <laughs> thank you daddy <sighs> thank you Lou thank you daddy <laughs> I can't believe you did it you're so fucking impressionable he's warming to it now he, he, he just wants the Christmas present so he, he's making sure he's being nice to him as well. <laughs> oh, you know, he's got to play catch with him later um, do you got, I tell you, oh tell you what Matt did get his dates wrong um, in terms of the number of episodes, but it did bring up the point that we are in a mid-season break. It is our mid-season finale. So we do have a guest to tell you about. However, Ben, Emma, dropping yes. this on you a little bit, because I don't know if you know who the last guest at this point park is, and I hope that you're going to get it from the little tee-up that I give you. But why don't you tell us who the last guest of part one of series eight is? Because they are possibly the only... Other park run power couple that can give you a run for your money in the uh, in, in in the uh, king and queen position of, uh, of of Instagram park runners. It is the Cheshire runners, Nathan and Alice. It sure lovely, is. Lovely people. We met them down at uh, Bramshaw Road Park Run in Utoxeter a few months ago. Uh, and yes, they are like us. They are addicted to park run. Um, lovely people. They travel far and wide like we do internationally and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we ever lost our title to them, we, we would be happy to give it to them. Um, you wouldn't be, would you? <laughs> Let's be yeah, but they're not going to get it, Rob. They're not going to get it. <laughs> not under my watch. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. So yeah, we, we we've had a good chat with them before, but yeah, we're we're excited to hear them on the podcast and telling everyone else about their uh, adventures and stories. So the the Megan and Harry to your Will and Kate, eh? Good compare. Yeah, I'll take that. Take that. It's going to be a park run fest. Yeah, it really you is. Interview them. Yeah, yeah. Um, shut up, Camilla. Um, right. So <laughs> uh, that's it. We're done. Is that the episode done? I've not missed anything, have I? Uh, where can people find us? 
Oh, Emma, yes, I'm sorry. It's your crowning moment to round us out. Where can people find us, Emma? Well, they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok. Uh, we have a website, www.whatthefartlek.com. And if you want to get in touch, we have an email that is whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. It shows. Oh, and just to put in, sorry, Emma, uh, the email address doesn't get used that often, if I'm honest, but it, it is it, your amazing work, Emma, in teeing us up at the end for how we could get in touch is obviously making an impact because we actually had somebody email the inbox, Adam, uh, who inquired <laughs> about joining the Fartlek family, being a part of it. And he's subsequently joined the WhatsApp group, subscribed to the newsletter, getting himself involved, and he's become part of the Fartlek family. So big shout out and hello to Adam and a big well done to Emma for clearly upping the quality of the communication of how people can get in touch with us compared to that little munchkin who uh, couldn't even say the email address. So clearly no one was going to be able to get in touch because they were emailing what the fart like at gmail.com, which isn't the email address. Oh, well. Maybe we've got thousands and hundreds of emails at the, that address there. Maybe we need to get that domain name. No, that's not. How, first of all, that's not how it works. Secondly, I highly doubt it. <laughs> But welcome, but welcome to Adam. Very competently done, Emma. Thank you very much. Uh, no big spiel and finish from me this week. It's been a long one already, guys. May your runs continue to be wonderful. As always, be excellent to each other. If you can't be kind, especially at a time like this, just fuck off because no one wants to be around you. And uh, and that's it. That's what's done. Uh, I will see you all next week. Ben and Emma, enjoy Krakow. Uh, you're going to love it. You're going to smash it. You're going to be amazing. Matt, I will see you at the start line for Yorkshire Marathon. Cannot wait. <laughs> that, that sounded like an old vibrator. <laughs> like, you know, on its last legs. Just like shaking in your hand. <laughs> How do you know what that sounds like? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Don't you want to know? (laughs) Boom! Orange carrot.